I actually don't know whose turn it is to play the game. I think it's Jastin's turn. Well, see, last week. Oh, yeah, we did the special game last week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did the special game. And And Heather went first because it was her game. It was her creation, but I don't know if it was necessarily her turn. And I don't remember who did it on Nope. It was Justin. It was Justin because we did a Council of Good. We did, didn't we? Did we? Yes. Did we? Who did we do? Who did we do? I thought we did somebody. Meryl Streep. That was, I think, back at Thor. Was that on Thor? That felt, yeah, that no, was a little was, further back. There was some, I thought it was me because I thought there was like a random trivia thing. Oh, because we had talked about the. Um, You're right. The, the, AIDS the HIV. Uh, yeah. yeah. The HIV vaccine. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You're right. That's right. It was Heather. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's, it is Justin. I'm up. All right. Justin. A, B, C, D, or E. D. D. Oh, random trivia. Oh, man. Um, You said D, right? Like D as in dog? I didn't mishear that? Yes. Okay. D as in dog. Okay. Um, This is kind of a C also because it's slightly movie related. Did you guys hear that like back in May, Fred Savage of Wonder Years frame was accused of improprieties? No. No. On oh, the set man. of the Wonder Years reboot. Because he's a producer on it. And mm-hmm. he's a director on some of the episodes. Nope, he, I did not hear that. He was accused of improprieties of multiple kinds. And then on top of that, was then fired from the show. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They didn't say more specific things. I mean, one of the one of the women accused him of that he was like having a relationship with her, but then she got fired from the show, and then her and some other people from the show, including him, were at a bar one night afterwards, and he followed her into the bathroom and kind of forced himself on her, like was grabbing on her and forcibly kissing her and doing other things. Oh man, that's just not the person I would have expected that wow. from. Right. You wow, thought, man. You thought he would have learned his lesson wow. in that episode of Boy Meets World when he did the same that's thing. That's what just came to mind, yeah. Exactly. The exact same thing. God, it brought like weird PTSD from that episode. I was like, "Oh my god, he's just like that character." And then, you know, and then afterwards, one of the most damning things about it was he called her like some weeks later and was like, Hey, you know, it's your friend, Fred. And like, Hey, sorry, I was an asshole and everything, you know, everything happened and you got fired. And then I was just like an asshole and that's not cool. And you're just like, Oh God, it happened. Didn't it? So Yeah, I literally, and this was all apparently came out back in May. I didn't see it for the first time till now. 
So, yeah, just kind of sucks. Wow, man. That's a real bummer. I used to love that dude. I used to love that dude, man. Hopefully his, his brother is far from that. God, I hope so. Ben, though, on the other hand, though, I mean, he hasn't done, he didn't do much after Boy Meets World, and then he didn't, he did Girl Meets World, but he doesn't do much after that. I think he just kind of does shit. He doesn't, like, act anymore. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he only acted because he came back to do Girl Meets World, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing him in anything else other than, like, I think one episode of Criminal Minds <laughs> where he was, like, young yes, Gideon. he was young but Gideon. But that's. Otherwise, it's just been Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World. That's he was it. also the little brother in that show Monsters that Fred Savage was in, the movie. Like the the one uh-huh. where okay. there really are monsters under the bed. And mm-hmm. one and it's how yeah. Mandel's the monster. And oh, yeah. He has a little brother that gets kidnapped. The little brother was his little brother, Ben Savage. Oh, yeah. When he was a baby. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was that was little Benny boy that got kidnapped. Yeah, that's true. But I used to love that movie, Little Monsters. <laughs> it was it was it Little Monsters? I didn't know if it was Little Monsters. I knew it had monsters in the title. I think it's Little Monsters. Yeah, it could be. Oh man, do you remember that part in that movie where the monster like pisses in a bottle of apple juice and a kid drinks it? It's terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yep. <laughs> a little kid was drank pee. Yeah, Justin, I'm guessing you missed that movie. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, no, I have not seen that. I missed that one. I'm going to go out on a limb here, Justin. It's fine. Okay. It's just fine if you never watch it. It's one of those movies you could only love as a kid. Correct. If I were to watch it now, okay. I'd be like, why did I watch this? All oh, the yeah. Time? You would hate your child self if you watched it now. <laughs> That's how I felt about Little Ninjas. <laughs> like, why did I love this so much? <laughs> yeah. But it's worse. Or than Little Three Ninjas. Ninjas. I'm sorry. Yeah. Or yeah, Three Ninjas. I knew what you were saying. You said Little Ninjas. I still knew what you meant. Yeah. That's why I'm afraid to go back and look at any old Ninja Turtle stuff. I'm just so afraid. Nah, the first one's still good. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I still I still have a soft spot for the second one, though, too. I know people didn't like it as much because they got rid of the weapons because they were afraid and whatever, but, man, Toka and Razor, fucking loved them, man. I thought that shit was so cool. Man, I still remember that scene, too, where they're like, hey, look, nom noms, nom noms. Yep. (laughs) Yes, I remember that. Man. And the only reason why I think I really love that scene is because I actually sound somewhat like Toka. Nom nom. Nom nom. (laughs) That was pretty good, yeah. Man, that should be a new segment. Sterling doing different impressions. (laughs) (laughs) I pretty much peek at Toka. And Beaker from the Muppets. Those are really the only two impressions I got. <laughs> Beaker, yeah. Because I can go. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do pretty much sound like him. 
And wasn't that scientist? The scientist was his friend, right? Wasn't yeah. he green with glasses? Yeah. Peter, 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 come here, Peter. Something like rim, that. Rim. That's how I make fun of people. Like if they're nagging me or if I want to just act like they're nagging me. When they're like, hey, Sterling, can can you give me that bottle of water over there? Mom, me, 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 me. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, yeah. I mock people like that. And I don't know why it makes no sense, but that's what I do. I just feel like it's slightly that much more degrading if I just act like they're beaker. <laughs> that might do it. Yeah. But yeah, that's a, that's a, just a weird pivot from Fred Savage is a sex. Fred Savage. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How, yeah. Hey, it's yeah. all from little monsters and it's fine. It's just, I mean, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit when we did our nostalgia episode back in the day. It's like years ago at this point. Like, but yeah, it sometimes sucks going back and watching shit as an adult now. Like shit you loved as a kid. I mean, I do take solace in the fact that kid me wasn't completely dumb because it loved Kroll and the last dragon. And fuck you guys for hating on Kroll. <laughs> but I was obsessed. Like, that's, those were two movies, though. Kroll and The Last Dragon. I was obsessed with those as a kid. But you should have liked The Goonies. You didn't like The Goonies. I did not like The Goonies, though. <laughs> Never been big Goonies. There wasn't enough magic or karate fights in either one in, in, in The Goonies. Well, I'll give you there last was fresh dragon. pizza at 9 a.m. I mean, I don't know why you didn't like it. All right, Justin. Was shown up in The Last Dragon or in The Goonies? <laughs> <laughs> the Last Dragon. Last Dragon. I used to watch that all the time when I was younger. I loved that movie. And And when was the last time in The Goonies they had a magical weapon called the Glaive? They didn't have that in the Goonies. Exactly. That was in Kroll. So. Obviously. My argument is. The of, these, of those three. The one that I would watch now. And more frequently. Would be The Last Dragon. Yeah. I watched it like two weeks ago. It's fucking fantastic. <laughs> you probably watched Kroll pretty recently too though. Why are you bringing up Kroll like you're not a betrayer with it, okay? Just, you put some I'm respect on that I'm just saying that you probably that watched it recently. Name. I need to revisit The Last Kroll? Dragon. Yes, I know. You need to revisit Kroll. Not Kroll. And rectify no. the error uh. of your fucking ways. Uh, no, we won't do that. No. But Last Dragon, yes. I, I do need to revisit that. Yeah, but you'll sit there and go, you know what? The visit's not that bad. Fuck off. Fuck off. Oh, come on, man. The visit was all right. <laughs> come on, man. Give M. Night Shyamalan some credit. You're right, Justin. He was in the credits. You're absolutely right. <laughs> come on, man. You can't give Shyamalan some. Fuck no. Shimmer credits. Come on, man. That motherfucker deserves shimmer. nothing. Just give him a little shimmer. Just give him a little shimmer credit. 
Just a little shimmer. Just shimmer, shimmer. I did. I said I liked the six cents. Did I say I liked the six cents? I gave him credit. <laughs> what else do you expect I will from say, me, Justin? Though, Sterling, I will say that during Nope, I thought of your story about the little like <laughs> guy that that blows in the wind, whatever those things are called. What are those? Oh things yeah, called? yeah, the little fan guy. Oh yeah. fuck! Yeah, I didn't realize since we're doing video now, I could actually show people the M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you this, can. This is actually the first time I thought of it. Here. Let me let me move some stuff. All right. I know I sound like really far away. If you're still listening to this on audio, I'm sorry. I had to move the microphone away from me to do this for video. But it's M. Night Shyamalan fans. What was it? It was after the. Oh, what's the fucking dumb one where they. uh The village. Yeah, that one. I know I was not specific enough when I said the fucking dumb one. He did like. Uh, <laughs> you know, you are just said most of his fucking catalog. Yeah, it was after the it was after the village, and we were just talking about how all these people were walking out, and they were just like, "Oh my god, M Night Shyamalan!" That you are really good with your impressions today. I gotta say, that was good. So that is kind of a video exclusive. Yeah, that's the story I thought of during Nope when they had the whole like group of them. Man, I miss that. That was, that was, man, that has been a running gag for so long, man. And we would, when he has movies would come out, we would all do that. <laughs> Since whatever the village debuted, whenever the fuck that was. It's yeah. good to see it in person. I've heard a lot about this specific scenario, so. But, you know, let's go ahead and get in the episode. I do that by pressing this button. Hey, Cine fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. I'm Sterling, and as always, I'm joined by Heather and Justin. And tonight we will be talking about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between with the Hulu exclusive movie, Prey. We, like I said, we will talk about what we liked, didn't like, and everything in between. We will go spoiler-free recommendations and scores and then into a more spoiler centric section with all of that there will be time codes in the description to allow you to jump around if you so require especially on youtube it's the easiest way you just press the button and it jumps you right there and with all of that i guess the person i've talked to uh talked to about predator probably the most of anybody in my life uh Justin. What are your spoiler-free thoughts about Prey? Wow, finally, guys. It's, it took a long time to get here, but did I just watch a good Predator movie? Man. You did, Justin. You did. It, it, it seems like it's been forever, so it's it's just 
I mean, I know it was called Prey, so maybe it's not. Maybe that's why. Maybe because Predator isn't in the title. So maybe somehow that helped it. I don't know, but. I have a question. Man. Now. Before you get rolling, I have a question. When you were done with this movie, yeah. did you pinch yourself to make sure you weren't fucking dreaming? Because I sure as fuck did. <laughs> I didn't pinch myself, but I did do the the little eye, you know, the little fluttering of the eyes, like. You know, had to make sure I wasn't dreaming, had to make sure like that this really happened. Because honestly, I thought I would just go the rest of my lifetime. And the only one predator that I really, really would think was just like high level good is the first one. That's it. And the second one, I'm not I didn't hate the second one, but did but I didn't feel that it was like high tier either did, i guess i'm that that's kind of where i was with it it was all right did it the was, second uh, one just kind of grow on you as like you started getting more and more shitty predator movies that you yes. just like look back on the second one you go you know what you know we took that movie for granted it's not yep. half bad yep that's that's exactly how it felt that's exactly how it, it yes that is my sentiments exactly so going into this, um, honestly, I had heard a wave of good reviews about this beforehand, and it wasn't like I was just out like looking, searching for reviews and going to sites and stuff. Man, the reviews just hit me right in the face. Like I was just on social media just uh, almost immediately before this was released. I was just hearing good things, good things, best Predator movie. Um some people even putting it over the original. Some people saying it's the best since the original. All of this kind of stuff. And you know how it is with hype, man. I like, I get scared because I'm like, man, why did why did every why is everybody liking this? And there are just so many movies that come out with that hype. And then you get in there and it's kind of a disappointment or it's not as good as everybody says and you just kind of walk away like man why is everybody making a big deal out of this but yay this is a predator movie and that is not the case like this was so so good and i can't wait to get to the spoiler section but man like everything that you want in an action movie like this it totally has it it's a it's got the it's got a simple premise but it's easy to follow and they do the best job at even taking that simple premise and giving it some depth to where it feels more than just really what it is in its simplicity which is good you know sometimes with an action movie you run the risk of being too complex this from beginning to end is very simple but everything in between, there are some layer things that it just put in there and not super deep, nothing super crazy deep, but just enough to, to give it some substance. So that was good from just a storytelling standpoint. It's beautifully shot. I loved where we were. I think the time period of going back to the days of the Comanche were like, like 17, 19 or Oh, I forget the exact year that it was, 
Um, but I think that's where we were, 1719. 17, I thought it was 1715. Oh, you might be right. Yes, yeah, that might be the enough exact at that number. point, though. Close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, but I think you are exactly right. It was 1715. I really think that that setting added some tension to this because the weaponry that the humans, that the regular humans and everyone had in this was so primitive and the, and the predator was so advanced. So I think it added some tension to this um, in, in certain scenes. And then the battle sequences, man, like this just nailed it, in my opinion, with the battle sequences. You know, anything that involved the, our predator in this, anything that involved our protagonist and our and our um, people that we were rooting for in this, like they just they just did a such a creative job at just really making all of those scenes a visual spectacle. Um, there were even some scenes where there wasn't a lot of jump cutting, where it was just one continuous shot of an action sequence. And man, I really loved that action sequence. Um, yeah, I honestly, I really in, enjoyed this a lot. I, I just think that this was really good. They, they spent, and also I loved how it took its time to, to get to the predator. Like it, it really felt an importance to develop characters and really introduce you to where you were and kind of make sure you understood the surroundings and the people involved and everything like that. So I thought all of that was good. This really took its time setting up those things while just giving you little appetizer scenes of the predator and things like that. You know, it, that's what it felt like. It felt like a great appetizer before you got to the full course meal. It, it just everything came out when it was supposed to. There was enough time in between. And then finally, when you get that main course, you're like, man, you get to the end and you're like, wow. That this this wasn't just a meal. This was an experience. That's how this felt to me. Just it, it just hit all the right notes. It just see it never lingered too long on something. Or even when it slowed down, it, it only felt like it slowed down for a moment, and then something was happening or something interesting was setting up or going on with the characters. So. Yeah, man, I thought that they really nailed it with this. And Amber Mid-Thunder, who plays our protagonist, Naru, in this, she was great. She was great. She, I really loved her. I thought that she nailed it in every scene, whether it was interacting with family members. And this story of this underdog person going up against what is just seems like an impossible enemy, especially just given... Um, what what the predator has in this versus them? I mean, I thought it was just a great, great story. Um, and the realizations that are that are made by this character and where everything winds up and this character's resolve that she shows towards the end of this, it, it was great, man. It, it was great. So yeah, man, this is something that this is a predator movie like the first movie with Arnold. I could damn near watch that anytime. You know, that's something where I, that never gets old. I can just put on Predator 1 and I can watch it almost anytime. You know, there's never a time I'm not feeling like Predator. Well, 
I mean, I think this movie is hella rewatchable. Like, I think it has some rewatchability, too. It's just great to look at. It was a lot of fun. I went back and revisited some of the action scenes and stuff like that. While I was at work, when I had breaks, I was like, you know what? Let me watch this scene again or let me watch that scene again. You know, those scenes will stick with me, you know? So even though it's not quite, I wouldn't say that it is better than the original or anything like that. I do believe that this is in the same class and I can't believe I'm saying that, but, but it's, it's, it's damn close, man. It is. It's damn close. Maybe I'm just holding back because of nostalgia at this point. Let me watch this a few more times and maybe I'll, you know, maybe this is my nostalgia talking and, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta meet it at the door, but this is in the same class as the first one, man. This is was was a very, very good Predator movie. And really, even more so, it's just a good movie. Great, great action film. Heather, what about you? Yeah, I, well, first of all, I love that they had a female lead for this Predator movie. Um, I also loved specifically, uh, Amber Mid Thunder. I think she was phenomenal. I think she has amazing um, leading role potential. Um, I mean, not even potential. She got there, but I think she should do a lot more leading roles because I think she was fantastic as the lead in this. Um, everything she did in her performance, like I love kind of the subtleties of it. Like you never felt like she was kind of overacting at any moment you felt like everything that she did was genuinely the exact perfect response that you should have to the situation you're in um, or her situation that she's in. Um, I just, I really loved everything that she did. I think she was so great in this. Um, I did like her connection with, um, with her brother in this. I like how quick and smart she was to really figure some things out and fend for herself and know how to survive she was never this damsel in distress, like even in situations where she knew she was like in a real dangerous situation, she figured it out. Like she didn't let her emotions get the best of her. She was just like, all right, I got to figure this out or I'm going to die. So I appreciated that about her, especially being so young, you know, and, you know, wanting to kind of prove that she could do it to herself, but to her family. And it's what she wanted was to say, listen, like, I want to prove that I can do this, that I'm just as strong and capable as my brother and whoever else. Um, and I thought that was great. Um, I, I really think that the cinematography is great. I think it's beautifully shot. Um, and I, I agree with you about the, the simpleness, the simplicity of this story, because it's telling, it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. It doesn't, even with the technology aspects that they bring into it, from the predator side, like you don't, it's not, you don't feel like they're trying to overcomplicate it. Um, and I think they do some really great things where it kind of shows you that maybe technology isn't your best friend at times, you know, in certain situations. And I think that was kind of a really cool thing to do. Um, I think that the look of this predator is by far the scariest I've seen. He's pretty creepy. Um, I like that he, you know, I, I just like the look of the predator in this and I like how they kind of slowly revealed him little bits at a time. 
um, more so until like the middle or kind of last little parts of the movie, you don't really see much of him until then. And I think that was a really cool way to kind of slowly build to that moment. Um, and yeah, I think that it really, I mean, it, honestly, it could have been a movie, not a predator movie, and it would have been just as good, like replace the predator with some other entity. And it still would have been a great movie. Um, but I do like this because I mean, just their reactions to seeing something so out of the normal for them. Um, so futuristic, so whatever, and just how it completely just baffled all of them. And they're just like, what is happening? Like, I loved how they all responded to that, you know, um, and it just made them have to think quickly and things like that. So I, I just love how it all played out because it wasn't just like the, you know, monster destroys people, but nobody's smart in the situation ever. They don't do that in this movie. Um, I have definitely seen the first two predator movies. Don't recall a whole lot about them because it's been years, <laughs> but I will say, I mean, I recall like very specific scenarios, but I, I really, I think this would probably be what I call my favorite predator movie, but it could be also cause it's most fresh on my mind. But I just like, um, I just like how smart the film was smart in its simplicity and smart in just how they let the character show like what she's capable of. I think that was really cool. Um, so yeah, I, I really did enjoy this movie. Jastin won't say it, but I will. This is the best predator movie. This is the best predator movie. Hands down. Okay. Hands down. Okay. And I look at it like this. Does it follow the, does it follow essentially the same formula that the first predator movie did? Yes, it does. But just like Top Gun Maverick. It does all of it better. You get better action sequences. You get better character development. You have a better predator. This is a better predator. Mainly, I mean, looks everything. Like, I love that scaled down, not as much armor fucking predator. Looked fucking sick. And you just had better overall quality. Now, should it have a better overall cinematic quality than a movie made in the early 80s? Yes, it should. We are 40 years later. But, you know, I mean, how many better Predator movies should we have gotten by now? Like a billion. (laughs) We have it. Yep. I can actually finally say now, I've got no reason to watch AVP Requiem. I only really liked that movie because there were some really cool fucking death scenes in that movie. That's it. That's the only reason why I kind of liked that movie and would watch it. I like some of the cool deaths in it. No fucking need. This has way better death scenes in it. Way better. Yeah. Just all over the place. Yeah. It's fucking inventive as shit when it comes to dismembering people and animals. It's just all over the place. Fucking awesome. Like, I mean, like I said, well, once again, too, this is better death scenes in it. If I'm adding, like, if I'm comparing to the first Predator 2, better death scenes. It does. I mean, it's, 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 you know, I would watch AVP just because I did like the lone predator that quote unquote survives by the end of it. You know, I liked that aspect of it. 
but that's it. But I didn't really, I don't really like the film. I just kind of like, you know, like I like seeing a predator do some cool shit, you know? So I would watch it because yeah, there's some cool shit that happens in it, but I didn't really want to watch it because it's not a good movie. But at the time, that's all I could get. You know, then you get then you get uh, Robert Rodriguez's Predator. Uh, which was, uh, I don't think terrible. Just that Topher Grace bullshit at the end of that movie. I forgot I have seen that one. Yeah. Really drags it down. Mm. Really just drags it down. <laughs> Up until then, though. Yeah. Up until then, I'm, I'm even buying Adrian Brody as a mili- like a mercenary. I'm even buying yeah. that. I don't hate it. I don't necessarily love it. But I don't hate it. I'm kind of the movie says that's what it is. So I buy into it. But then they get into that shit at the end where he's like, everybody's didn't know why they got me. Well, it's because I'm a serial killer. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. That's you don't believe Topher Grace is a serial killer? <laughs> that's kind of a buzz. No, I believe Topher Grace could be a serial killer. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think the predators would give a fuck about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's that's still not a threat to them. They kind of like the whole idea of the challenge. So he's still not exactly. a threat. He's not a threat to them. He's a threat to the other people. But he's not a threat to the predators. So why do they give a fuck? You know, they, they give zero shits about that. Oh, man. And then you get into that Shane Black Predator movie that came out a couple of years ago. Oh, my God. God, that movie fucking wrecked my soul. It's so bad. <laughs> I still have not seen that. Same. Don't. <laughs> he said don't. There's nothing, that was there's the nothing one with in that Sterling movie K. Brown, watching. right? Huh? Sterling K. Brown was in that one, right? Correction. Sterling K. Brown is the only thing worth fucking watching in that movie. <laughs> I said nothing. That sounds right. Sterling K. Brown is. No, he's actually kind of good. You know, he plays this like cocky, swarmy, badass, you know, type of guy. And, you know, he really pulls it off. But honestly, I would just see if you could YouTube Sterling K. Brown in Predator and just watch those scenes out of just context. It's fine. <laughs> That's all you need to see. I believe that. The action's kind of dumb. The premise is even worse. The ending is one of the worst fucking things I've seen in a fucking movie. Just, yeah. No, not worth it at all. Oh, and then man, you go I'm back, so curious about the ending now. Wow. You go back to watching okay. Predator 2 and you went, okay, Danny Glover, I see what you did there. It, it, it's, 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 you know, it, it hits some notes. It's just still kind of dumb, but it hits some notes. It works infinitely better than other shit. And then you get this movie. And I'm not going to lie. I hated the premise of this movie. And this movie sets up why I hate the premise of it. You've got the predator. Bigger, faster, stronger. Could lift a goddamn bear. He fucking one punched that bear. Like I know they had had a scrap, but when that bear came back, he one punched it to death. One punch. And then he lifted it over his head and ripped the body open. I know that's a slight spoiler, but I'm just saying, he fights a bear. That's how strong they fucking are. 
he he can chase anybody down. He's got better technology, better, bigger, faster, stronger, smarter. They have conquered intergalactic space travel, so they are obviously smarter than us, especially in the 1700s. I go into this movie going, there is zero reason why anybody in this time period should be able to beat a predator, even a bad predator. This one was a good one. He was good at his job. So I'm like, yeah, definitely zero reason why they should beat him. But you know what this movie did? It showed me why I was wrong. And it did so in a good fashion. It did so with good storytelling and good action set pieces. And it made a universe where it is 100% believable that the people in this time frame could beat a predator. Yeah. I didn't think that that, like, I didn't think that there was a smart way they could do that. And this movie proved me wrong. And I'm here to say I am 100% glad I was wrong. Because it's fucking fantastic. Oh, and it's so short, too. Oh, oh, it's fucking glorious. Hour 39. Oh, chef's kiss. Fucking great. And and the thing is, is it's not even like it's just action packed to the brim. Just fight sequence after fight sequence. No, there's cat and mouse games. There's, you know, the whole beginning of the movie where you don't even get a predator for a little while. Like I said, it does everything the first movie did, which was that type of thing. Just did it better. Did it with better characters. I know that we love Arnold, especially then. We love Carl Weathers. We love Jesse the Body Ventura. I get it. The handshake, you son of a bitch. Yeah, muscles. I, I get on, it. Man. I get it. They have muscles, Sterling. They, they have muscles. You know what they did have? Character traits. M- muscles are. I get it. I'm not for certain, but I think muscles are character traits. Yeah. Me, the problem I, is, I'm going to have to do some research. I, right? The problem is, is every character in that movie had that one trait. <laughs> Man, these characters in this movie are dynamic. They're well written. You don't even necessarily get a lot of like just direct storytelling with them. But just the way the movie paces itself and the way it tells the story, you get character development by just seeing characters move and do things, you know, kind of like the real world where you can just kind of watch people and learn things about them. I'm not saying you could, you would know everything about them, but I'm like, oh, you can watch somebody and know, and like, and like notice how they move slow. Maybe they have a bad leg. You can, you know, you, you can tell some things. And this does the same type of thing. Which makes this world feel lived in. And it's fantastic for it. And then on top of that, uh, what was her name? Uh, Amber Midthunder? Yes. I'm going to say this, and this is just uh, for Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, if you uh, do a John Wick 5, a, uh, Amber Midthunder needs to be in it. Right. She's fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And just like you said, Justin, and it's such a subtle thing. They would do the action sequences and they weren't doing a lot of cuts. And you get to see her doing those like those slide moves. But then you see her brother do those too. And you're like, ah, yeah, you get it. Like you get that fam- familial connection. You get that. They learn that type of stuff together. They learned it from a common person. They, 
they they worked and trained in this manner. You know, so you get those yeah, little nods to those things. And it's subtle, but it it adds depth to their characters. It adds a history through action sequences. They're adding historical context to their characters. That's what good fucking action movies do. You know, the, the, the way they did that in the first Predator is you see them go pew, pew, pew with guns. And you go, ah, they must have shot guns before. And then they would flex and you go, yeah, they probably work out character development. Yeah, the muscles pretty much told me that they were soldiers and they were very proficient at fighting and weaponry. Yeah. Pretty much the muscles told me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Come on, Stella. They have muscles, man. Come they on, did. man. What more did you want? I'm not even Come really on, trying to hate on the first Predator movie. Outside of some terrible jokes that infinitely don't play out now, it's still yeah. it's still a good movie. It's still, like you said, Justin, infinitely watchable. You just kind of tune out the beginning like the words. And yeah, just watch the movie. It's fine. No, I get it. It's 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 in an infinitely watchable movie. 100%. Until this movie came out. I'm probably going to watch Prey to Predator at like a 10 to 1 ratio from this point on. <laughs> I mean, dude, to me, this really is. This is Top Gun Maverick to Top Gun. It's just better. Well, yeah, because you're right. I think it's because of the the ingenuity that they show you and how they're creative with their thinking and how they can beat this thing. And I think there's just something to be said for that. Yeah, but also just the fight sequences are better. Just yeah, they are really good. Yeah, better. Ooh. man! And, and when he's take like I know this. I mean, I guess technically it's a spoiler. I'll save it. But like, oh man, just some cool ass shit. I think I know what you're talking about, and I agree. I mean, just. Oh, and I'll say this is, I mean, is it technically a spoiler? Cause it's about like a, a specific aspect of this movie. Yes. But it's not like, oh man, when she ties that, that rope to the tomahawk. Oh, that's some good shit. That's just some good ass shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was badass, man. I mean, there's just. Honestly, from just like a like a fan standpoint, I don't really see anything wrong with this movie at all. Like on a technical standpoint, is there some issue? Sure. But just pure enjoyment. I sat down for an hour, 40 minutes and watched a fucking movie standpoint. Hey, this is it. It's what you want. I mean, this, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. As much as I kind of like the convenience of just watching something at home. Why the fuck didn't this go to theaters? Yeah. Oh, I was about to say that was my one complaint. I wish I could have saw this in the theater. That's, that's, that's one of my complaints. This was not in theaters. Hulu slash Disney yet done fucked up. Because this is a theater, theatrical release quality movie. This is one of those movies when you watch it, 
you just are begging for a gigantic ass screen, some Dolby Atmos sound, a fucking big bucket of fresh, hot, buttered, salty popcorn, and the soft drink of your choice next to you. <laughs> so much so that if they decided to later do some sort of special yes. theatrical release, I would go watch it in a yes. heartbeat. 100%. Dude, they could do this as one of those, like, uh, what is it, like the the Phantom events? What? No, it's not Phantom. What is it? Uh, Fathom. Fathom events? I think that's what it's called. Fathom. That's what I remember no, it being called. Yeah. Fathom events. Fathom. Yeah. Yeah. If they do this as a Fathom event, it's a $25, $30 ticket. This is worth it. I would easily spend that to go watch this on the fucking big screen. Not going to lie. Probably one of the things I'm going to do later this week is you have the option of watching this movie in Comanche with English subtitles. I will be doing that this week. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. So I'm that I, would be really cool to watch it in yeah. their native language. Oh and yeah, just read and see how what what because sometimes cadence and diction and different things is lost. Um, yeah, in an English dub. Well, the good thing is, is this isn't a dub. You know, they actually just filmed each scene twice. Okay, that's well, even yeah, cooler. Well, actually. Maybe not, well. <laughs> Well, yes, my point's still right about the dub, but yes, you're, you're right. right. In yeah. this, they just spoke English. Yeah. But even Which, still, sometimes speaking the native language, it, it adds something to exactly. it. Exactly. And that's what I want. I just want to, I want to hear it in Comanche. Do I speak Comanche? Fuck no. Do I want to hear this movie in Comanche? Yes. Yes, I do. It makes it even cooler that they just filmed everything twice to do that. Yeah. That's really cool. Super fucking cool that they, they, they even got the time and budget to do that, you know? Super fucking rad that that happened. Um, but also, when it comes to the English in this, I love how they did it. Where them speaking English to each other was not them speaking English. That was them speaking Comanche, but they just had it in English so you could understand it. Because when they're, the French people were there, I don't know about you guys. I love that you had no clue what the French people were saying. Loved that. Because this yep. is from her point of view and she doesn't know French. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yep. These people yeah. are speaking French and you have no too. fucking clue unless you know French. Super cool. And, then and normally of, it's the other way. Exactly. The native people are the ones we can't understand, but, but all of our central characters are usually American or European or whatever. And of course we can understand them. So yeah, you're right. I, they totally flipped that in this situation and that's how it should be. And then I loved those scenes too when they're speaking English to the French people, but it's not English, it's Comanche. And so they had the one French guy that's like, hey, I know like tons of languages. And then he speaks English. He's not speaking English. He's speaking Comanche. I fucking love those little subtle details to this movie. Yeah. It's just super fucking rad that they did that because it's, it's something you, especially when it comes to indigenous peoples, it's something you don't get. We yeah. don't get movies about indigenous peoples that you even have the option to hear in, in their indigenous language. That's just super rad that we're getting that. I fucking love the concept. And it's just because I needed to watch this movie today. I'm super jam packed right now because I've got, I had a death in the family. 
So I didn't have a lot of time to watch movies this week because I started to work a little bit too. And I've got family coming in the next couple of days. So like this was it. I had like an hour and 45 minute window in which to watch this movie for us to record. So yeah, I had to just watch it in English, you know, just so I could get it watched. And it's one of those things that like I watched it and I'm like, oh fuck, I'm instantly going to revisit this shit. Like this is one of those movies you revisit. And then I'm like, oh, I get the option to hear this in Comanche. That's that's literally the next time I watch it will be in Comanche. Just no doubt. I, w- I just want to watch it like that. That's all I want now is if to watch this movie in Comanche. And the fact that it's there, it's sitting there going, hey, Sterling, all you got to do is hit play, brother. And we got it for you. Hell yeah. Hell fucking yeah. And. uh Yeah, like I said, it's just it's better. Ooh. Like, I mean, there were scenes like it, it, it really reminded me. And I know this is kind of like inside to me and Justin, but I think other people can relate to it. But this just reminded me of times when we'd be sitting at your apartment or my apartment or Devin's apartment or like a late night, midnight showing of a movie. And we're, you know, just watching an action sequence and something fucking awesome happens. And we all just kind of do that. Woo! You get, you get like excited, you get a little pumped and you have to exclaim it a little bit. And so I'm in my basement. So I get to do that. Oh, I did that so much in this movie. Oh, I did that so much in this movie. Oh, it's fucking great every time too. You know, in the theater with other people, sure, I would have held it in. And I would have felt bad that I was having to hold it in. But in the privacy of my own basement, I'm not going to lie. That's the one That's the one plus to this not being in the theater. I got to be my, my natural self with it and just disclaim when I wanted to. Because this, this movie had exclamation points abound. Like, I just... I watched this movie... And it's so simple and so pure. And I just wonder, how the fuck did it take so long to do this movie? You're telling me they couldn't have done this in 2004? Like, really? We couldn't have done this in 2004. We couldn't have done this, what, fucking five years ago? We couldn't have done this three years ago when the last one came out? Like, come on. Why did it take so fucking long to do this movie? There's nothing at all about this movie that could not have been done at any point since the first Predator movie was made. They just refused to. Now, kind of like I said, it kind of makes me even matter at some of these lesser sequels. Because I'm like, oh, you just refused to do it good. You just went out of your way to not make a good one. You intentionally made the choice of, hey, I kind of want this to suck. And it makes me matter. And like I said, makes me appreciate all those movies that make me appreciate Predator 2 just a little bit more. And this movie, I'm not going to lie, I kind of love the fact it ties into the Predator movies in a, in a special way. And we'll get into that in a little bit too, because that is a spoiler. Um, recommendations and scores? Yep. Yeah. Recommendations and score. Heather, tell us. Tell us your recommendation score. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. It's not even a movie where you have to have seen the other ones to appreciate this one. Um, it's kind of a standalone, just really good movie. And I, I think it's got great action sequences, really great acting performances. Um, 
again, just like a simplistic story that does keep you invested. And I think that that's just a testament to good storytelling, which in movies like this, you don't often get that. Um, so yeah, I think, I think they did a great job with it. Um, they, they just, they put some thought and care into sort of how they do some of the aspects of this. And I mean, even more now hearing about how they, you know, filmed all the scenes twice, just in different languages, like that's super cool. Like they just really put a lot of care behind making this movie. And, um, you know, it's almost like you don't hear a lot of movies like this getting that kind of care. You know what I mean? Like typically you'll get that in like dramas or um, things like that, where it's just like, oh, they took so much care to be thoughtful about every aspect of it. But with a movie like this, you don't think they're going to care about those things, but they do. And I think that's really cool. Um, Again, love that there was a female lead. I love that it was a cast of, you know, not all white people. <laughs> I think that was great. Um, you know, I I just I do think that it was really good and it is definitely rewatchable. Um, I can say that with certainty that it's a rewatchable movie for sure. Um, and I kind of want to go and watch it in the in the other language now, too, um, now that I know that that's a thing. So that's cool. Um, yeah, I will give it. Um, I'm going to give it. 85 axes tied to ropes as a really awesome weapon out of a hundred. Gaston, what about you? Yeah. I mean, I think we've all said it. It's a recommend. It's a great action film. Um, if you're looking for a good action film, this is it. It's, it's got everything. It's got great sequences. It looks great. It's a very good story. And the predator is one of those iconic characters that has just stood the test of time. That's just one of those characters that is unforgettable. You just, he's, that character has always just been like a staple character, especially like when you're talking about the 80s and just all of the iconic villains and scary movie monsters and all of these different things like the the predator is in there you know he's in the room with all of that iconic stuff so i think that this so it's just i'm just so happy that we finally got a follow up that was worthy of being a follow up of the first film you know i'm i'm glad that we finally got something of that caliber um you know, I don't want to knee jerk it and say it's better. I think what I'm going to do is watch the two side by side and maybe make a final um, draw a conclusion on that. I really need to see the first one again to really like let it sit in. But I will say that this is just as good as the first one. I got the same a lot of the same feelings I remember getting from the first one I got here a lot of the same enjoyment, even though it was in different ways. I think the value of that enjoyment was similar. Um, like you guys all said, I really liked the, 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 the predator, the character design was memorable in this, just as memorable as seeing him for the first time in the first film. So yeah, man, uh, the, you, you got to see this. I think that this is a great watch, especially if you got an hour and a half, 
yeah, you, you, you could do a lot worse than go to Hulu and watch the prey and watch prey. So with that being said, I believe I gave, I believe my score for the original predator is like 93. So I'm going to give it the same score as that. You know, I respect this movie. I think it's just as good as the original. So we'll give it the same score. 93, uh, gorilla presses to a bear while his innards spill all over you out of a hundred. See it. See it a dozen times. See it a hundred times. See it as many times as you possibly can. There's just no reason to not watch this movie. And and Heather brought up a damn good point that it didn't even click for me. You don't need to see the first Predator to see this. You can just watch this movie. You, if you've never seen a Predator movie, have the fucking privilege to possibly let this be your first Predator movie. You lucky <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm in Justin's camp. At least we got the original Predator as our first one. It's not a bad one. There are people out there that got AVP, AVP Requiem, <laughs> Predators, the Predator. Those could have all possibly been their first ones. Those unfortunate, unfortunate souls. But there are people out there. This could be their first. God damn, they're lucky. Fucking lucky people. I can't recommend it enough. Watch it. Uh, 95. Cutting people's fucking heads off just by opening your shield out of 100. Spoilers? Let's go. Yeah. Spoilers. Man, where he goes through the, the that fucking, I don't know, platoon of white people just murdering them all. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Oh, I loved it. Man. My favorite scene, because it made me laugh and get excited, was that scene where those three guys with the, the muzzle, uh, the the black powder rifles shoot at him and it's bing, bing, bing. And then they all just have to stand there reloading like six feet away from him. Yeah. And he just slaughters them. That's fucking glorious. I mean, they were like, just, Oh shit. They start doing the powder and trying to get the stick. And he's just, just standing. And there. You just knew immediately they were dead. Like you just knew. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, that was great. I just loved it because it's bing, bing, bing. Fuck, we're dead. No, no, hurry. Oh, fucking great. I loved how we got some new weapons. I like how we got to see the return of some classics. Ooh, that compression net scene where it hits that guy and just turns him into a fucking pile of hamburger meat. Oh. Oh, glorious. <laughs> I on that. That was one of my ooh. ooh moments. That was one of my oh, man. Oh, I loved that. Was that a moment when you were in the basement like, woo? Oh, that, that's one of many. 
several. <laughs> but yes, that was one of them. Because it's just, it's that, re- it's that return to the familiar, but done in a way I haven't seen before. Because when it's, it's just collapsing on him, he doesn't even have the ability to fight back at all, anything. It's just pulver, pulverization. Just, <laughs> oh. I mean, another one's like I said in my score, that scene where he fucking, he's holding that guy and he just, the guy's got his, that knife and he, he knows he's going to stab him. So instead of like doing anything, he just opens his shield and just decapitates the guy and cuts the tree at the same time. Oh, fucking great. And it looks like the tree's bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another good scene. Another, in this one scene I thought was one of the best and most well-written scenes in that movie is when she's tied to that tree with her brother. And she's talking about how she saw the beaver get its leg trapped in the rocks and the water was rising and it like knew it was going to drown. So it cut off, it like chewed off its own hand because it knew that that way it would at least live. And they're doing that whole thing. And he's just like, no, no, don't. Cause it looks like she's going to like cut her hand off with a bear trap. And then she just drops the rock, cuts the rope and goes, yeah, I'm smarter than a beaver. Yeah. Oh, the Mr. Yeah. Fucking great scene. Cause I'm not gonna lie. I bought into it. I did too. Yeah. I thought she was yeah. going to sacrifice her hand. Yeah. And then she, I did too. She drops that rock and goes, I'm smarter than a beaver. You're like, yes, you are. Cause apparently in that same situation, I apparently I would be cutting off my hand like a dumbass. <laughs> and speaking of smart, how smart was she? Like, I mean, her ability to, her cognitive skills, her ability to just adapt to a situation. She was so observant about her surroundings and what was happening and collecting data in a first encounter. I mean, she was on some Batman shit with how she would encounter something and then learn and be able to set a trap be able to adapt. I mean, she was great at that. And those things that she was great at, so she wasn't strong. She she wasn't, you know, she was weak. She didn't have the same strengths as her brothers and her family members and people like that, uh, her fellow Comanche people, but she had other abilities that they just didn't have. And just like the brother said, you see the things that I can't see. You see what I miss. Boy, he said it simply, but boy, did they deliver that with all these little thing details. And they just add up and come full circle at the end in just a beautiful way to help her defeat the, the predator. There's actually a scene even earlier in the movie that sets it up even too. When she is in uh, the... uh the 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 hut with the the older woman and they're making the medicine and she's sharpening she's sharpening the tomahawk and she was like hey uh the orange whatever i forgot what it was called and she was like how do you know about that it's setting up that she observes those things that just from being around and just being in there when she made that stuff cuz apparently that was supposed to be a secret and just 
She's just in there. She just pays attention. Even when you think she's off in her own world, she's paying attention. She notices the little things. And they set that up at the beginning of this fucking movie. Well, you know, when she's doing the the hunting with her brother and she's like, I was waiting for it to come back around because now you got to go all the way across the river to get it. You know, that's another scene with it too. Another one. Yep. They actually so right. Damn. Yeah. All of those little tidbits they gave you. And they, they even set up, they set up some other things with it too. Um, in the scene when she's chasing the rabbits and she's throwing her uh, tomahawk at them. If you notice when she misses the first one, when she kicks it up, she grabs it and instantly turns and throws it at a second. She misses it, but because she's watched them so much, she was able to anticipate that first, like missing on the first time she was able to anticipate the, another one's movements just because she'd been paying so much attention to them. And I fucking loved all of yeah. that. They set up her being that type. And I, I love how they even did it too, because the trap she sets at the end for the predator is essentially the same trap she set for the lion. And yep, I like that she did that because her brother told her your trap worked you actually almost had it if you had just more or less not frozen like if you had actually just gone for it if you had done essentially like he said which she does at the end that whole uh was it that like i'm not going anywhere you are yeah like she didn't do that so she backed down from the lion which is what caused her trap to fail but she did not do that with the predator which is why it succeeded but I love that little fact that like the brother says, that's how I did it. So she even knew my trap's going to work. It's that nice little full cir- uh, circle moment because it's one of those things where she probably had a little bit of doubt in herself and her doubt in the, in, in the, with the trap and all that type little stuff. She had a little bit of doubt. And then her brother was like, your shit worked more or less. You just got to believe in your, sh- your yourself. Your shit worked. And it, so you get that, like you said, Justin, that full circle moment. That's fucking great. Like, it's these little subtle things that this movie does in an hour and 40 minutes. It builds better characters than some movies do in fucking three hours. I mean, yep. the way that, dude, the familial relationship her and her brother had was fucking fantastic. You feel like they're actual brother and sister. Just the way they'd interact with each other, just the subtle nuances of everybody in the tribe is celebrating him coming back with that lion. And she's there, but she leaves because it's like, she's like, fuck, she wanted it so bad to be her. Mm-hmm. And you get that little bit of that with it. You get that little bit, bit of that stuff. And then, you know, you get that stuff where he's throwing it back at her. You know, when he's like, hey, we didn't do it. I did it. You know, that shit a brother would say to his sister in that moment. You know? It was fucking phenomenal how well they were able to build that familial relationship. In such a short amount of time. 
Because it's not like they dedicated the whole movie to that. They got what? Essentially a combined total of maybe nine minutes of screen time to develop it. And they did. Insanely successfully. You know? I mean, some of my complaints would be some of the CGI is off a little bit at times. But not distractingly so. You know, I think as the movie goes on, you get... And that's the thing is I don't know if it's if it's off or if it was just the style of CGI they were going for, you know, because at times when you see like that wolf early on. Didn't necessarily look the best Uh, that bear at times didn't necessarily look the best, but also it could have been a stylistic choice with it because they both look the same, you know, and. Mm So it could have been a stylistic choice to where, you know, you maybe save a little bit of money, but you give them a specific look. Because I'm not going to lie, when that bear was ripping up that beaver dam and then fighting the predator looked fucking great. Like when it mattered, it looked great. You know, I liked how you got a little bit of, you know, some misdirection with some of the stuff, like with all the bison and they're all skinned and shot. Cause I'm not gonna lie. I saw that and I was like, why would a predator do that? That makes no sense. It's not something a predator would do. And then you find out it wasn't. It was the French people just killing it for fucking to take their skin. And you're like, Oh yeah, see, that makes sense. I liked that little bit of misdirect with it. Because they had totally established a predator fucking skin and shit. So I liked that you got that little bit of of, of misdirect with it. It wasn't much. It didn't need to be a lot. It was just enough to make you for like some people to go, oh shit, look what it did. But then it also made like diehard predator fans look at it and go, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. And then you get later on, you're like, yeah, because that's why it didn't make sense. Because it wasn't it. Good job, movie. Good job. Yeah, and almost kind of a little bit of the, oh, people are just as bad as the Predator sometimes. <laughs> oh, but that's that's been a common theme in some aspects of the Predator. You know, in the in the yeah. the first one, you've got all the 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 rebels, and you know they, and all the like. Wasn't it something with like they had drugs or didn't they kidnap somebody? What was it, Justin? Um. Why did they go I down there originally? I want to say it was drugs. Yeah, something like that. Wasn't it? Yeah, I just, I don't yeah. remember why they went down there originally. Um, Yeah, something like that. And then the second movie, you had the gangs and all this other people. They were fucking killing people, doing all this shit. You know, that's that's not an uncommon theme in the Predator movies, but they did it really well in this one, though. They did it a lot better than fucking Topher Grace as a serial killer. Because essentially that's that movie's version of it. You know, the predators kill people, but so do I, because I'm a sneaky little killer. You know, sneak up on the predator and kill him with my serial killerness. <laughs> or whatever the fuck he was saying. I don't know. It just made no damn sense at that point. But. Yeah, so the, 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 this movie made a lot more sense of that. And. It just did it in such a great way too. I like, 
I like that what what all that stuff led to because it had a point. It had them get tied to the tree, which was another thing that you get to see how smart that th- this woman was because a the way she gets out, like I said, she's telling that story. I'm like, well, I guess I'm losing a hand. You know, she wasn't. But then I also like that that was another thing to help when she's like, when he's like, oh, they're using us as bait. And she's like, he's not going to come for us. We're not a threat. And I loved that. Like, I loved it. it. It's just one of those little things like you were saying, Justin, shows how smart she is. Shows how she picks things up. Shows how her, her cognitive reasoning skills are. Like just all these little things. Yeah. And even like the cliche of the woman in a in something that is traditionally for men trying to prove herself scenario. Like I love how at first, you know, obviously it wasn't just the predator that didn't see her as formidable. It was the 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 villagers, you know, it was the other hunters and people like that um, that saw her as that. And so it felt like she spent the initial part of the movie trying to show, look, I'm formidable. I'm a threat, too. But I love the realization at the end when she said, you know what? You not looking at me as a threat is my best advantage. That's how I can beat you. You underestimating me. That's my advantage. That's how I'm going to beat you. That I will you that makes me more dangerous that you don't think I can beat you. I love that little resolve that they made at the end, you know. And with that scene, too, Justin, it's expertly shot because I love how she's telling that to the Frenchman and the Predator at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was fucking great. Yeah, that was good. And I, yeah, and I, in the 80s, it would have just been a, a monologue, a voiceover, and a montage of her talking to no one, but we're hearing the words, you know? Yeah. While he's it putting was, mud on his face and shit. Yeah. I also like the fact that this movie was really smart in the regard of the way they showed her journey. Because why was she failing to be a hunter at the beginning? Because she was trying to do it based on everybody else's rules and definitions of what it was. Mm -hmm. She wasn't doing it in her way. She didn't do it in the way that would make her successful at it. She didn't do it at the way that she would be successful at it. Even though the movie is establishing the whole time, she'd be a great hunter if she did it her way. She kept trying to follow the other rules and what, other people's definitions of it were and do it the way everyone else did it. And then what happened as the movie went on, she started succeeding more and more at just doing it her way. Yep. And the movie is so great at establishing. That's why she beats the predator because a, the predator underestimated her B the predator didn't realize or take into account the fact that she was learning everything he was doing pretty much the whole time. She essentially stopped and learned her prey before she made her attack. She knew essentially everything he was going to do. And what did he do? He was complacent. 
And he did everything she thought he would do. Because he just was like, hey, this is successful. I'm going to keep doing it. And he did everything she thought he was going to do. And I just loved that it showed it built it up throughout the whole movie. It wasn't something like at the end of the movie. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember this. She's telling you throughout the movie things she remembers, things she saw, things that she observed doing this, things that she saw him do to these people. The whole movie's telling you everything she's learning as it goes. But not doing it in that really like stereotypical way of like, you want to know how I know? Like, just, you know what I mean? Like how they do that really. Yeah, like, let me yeah. tell you, like the villain who reveals their whole thing because they just want to tell you how smart they are. Like it doesn't do it that way, which is really nice too. Yeah. Like even the whole thing with the mask and how she learned that the aimer, all of that, the way that it was choreographed to show her understanding kind of how it worked. Like all of that was great, you know, from when she saw the it the the beams coming from the mask a few times, it's like, OK, but then whenever that happened with her brother and the brother knocked it off and then she saw the beams aim at something and then shoot whatever it was aiming at. And she just, you know, she just put that together. She just put it all together. She yeah. saw it. She saw that happen. And, you know, she just looked at it. And you could tell that the wheels started turning and she understood, okay, whatever that's aiming at, that's what those targets are going to go towards. You know, it just, it just did it in such a good way. It wasn't corny. It wasn't like she got the mask and was messing with it and learned how to use it or something. You know, I just think in a lesser movie, it would have been lame. I, I just think it really would have been lame. I like how they did it here. I'm not going to lie, Justin, just because of my history with Predator movies. I thought that's what she was going to do. I thought she was going <laughs> to put that damn mask on and do some sh- fucking shit with it. Yep. In a lesser movie, she totally would have. She would have put it on and that would have been some bra, 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 bra. And then all of a sudden, and the predator would have been like, oh, shit, and had to dive out of the way of his own arrows. It would have been stupid, bro. It would have been stupid. But man, I just, I loved all the little subtleties in this. I loved just in some of the ingenuity she just had in general. Like, I loved that part where she's like, she's trapped under that shield. And she knows she's only being saved by the rocks, but his strength is pushing it a little closer, a little closer. So she just reaches up and fucking rips one of his fangs off. That was fucking great. Yeah, that was badass. I've never seen anybody do that to a predator. So that's what was cool about it, man. Like there were things that she was doing that you just never seen anybody attack the predator like that but like but but just like we were saying earlier that all sort of made it more believable that she could do this she just hit him in a way that he didn't expect and this also felt like a predator that maybe isn't as experienced this didn't feel like an s-tier predator this felt like well it it shouldn't though because that's the whole point of that is it's supposed to be essentially a young predator 
going to prove trying itself. to earn his stripes. Yeah. yeah, trying to prove himself. So they're on a similar path. You know what I mean? So so it, it all just fit. It, it all it all just fits so nicely in that way. Oh, exactly. Like I loved the the whole aspect of the mirror journeys, but it, like. He's just this unstoppable force, but then like she's just this, you know, incredibly smart person that can just, you know, deconstruct all these things. I was reading some people on on the Internet, which is never a good thing to do. And so many people were calling this movie woke. Because it's like, oh, you had to have a female beat the predator. And like some people were even trying to call her Mary Sue because it's like, oh, of course, she just had all the skills to beat a predator, even though it didn't earn it. I'm like, how the fuck can you say that she didn't earn it throughout this whole movie? The whole movie is telling you how she's going to beat the predator by the end of it. Like this whole movie explains it. Just it fucking spoon feeds it to you. The whole fucking movie. Like the development of her character is exactly why she beats the predator. If you fucking just watch it. If you actually give this movie a chance and fucking watch it, it tells you everything. And also, it's so weird that they're talking about how it's woke whenever they're actually just using indigenous cultures who aren't as fucking misogynistic as European cultures. So, yeah, it's not that fucking crazy. Like, this movie is like... The definition of what the fuck a not a Mary Sue is. You know, like it just it tells you the whole fucking movie. And and the thing is about it, too, is like we only do that with female characters. We just accept the fact that Batman is the world's smartest like detective. We just accept it. Why? Because they say he trained at it. We see her doing shit Batman does on a constant fucking basis. Yeah, I honestly want I want Amber Mid Thunder as like the final girl in everything. <laughs> That's what I want. She's fantastic. Like I said, I want to see her in a John Wick movie because of the way they filmed her in these fight scenes shows that she's capable of doing this stunt work and these fight sequences. Because you know what you don't do in a fight sequence when the person's like unexperienced, you don't back out. You don't not cut away. And the fact that they had so many scenes of her doing that running and sliding and kicking off of something and not cutting away shows she was doing it. Yeah, her fight scene with the Frenchman was amazing, too. She didn't kill him all the way the Predator did. But, man, that was badass. And it was like, I I don't believe it cut, but maybe one time. I think it cut one time at the beginning. And then it just felt like the shot was behind her the whole time. And you were just seeing her counter this guy. This guy misses. Stab this guy in the leg. Stab that guy in the arm. Stab this guy up his mouth. You know, I mean, that was an amazing fight scene. Then she finally got her axe. Kills that guy. Turns around. Kills somebody off camera. They fall into the frame. I mean, I loved her scene there, too. Going and getting the dog. Sairi? Sarai? Siri, I think is the name of the dog. But yeah, the 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 Siri rescue scene with her was great too. That was one of my favorite fight scenes, you know? That that I thought that was awesome how it just and I was waiting for the cut and it didn't come. 
the whole time. You bringing up that fight sequence actually just made me think of another thing that shows how fucking smart this movie is. That fight sequence right there, once again, showcases her mental aptitude for a lot of these things. Because one of the things that this fight sequence does is she'll stab a guy. She leaves the knife in that guy's thigh. She'll hit other people with some stuff, turn back around and grab it out of his thigh because she remembered where the fuck the knife was. She'll stab another guy in the back with it, grab another thing, throw it at somebody else, reach back over, grab the knife out of that guy's back. She'll go back to where she put the weapon, showing the entire time she's remembering where the fuck she put it and where it is. Which once again goes back to her cognitive reasoning skills. That she is in a life or death situation. But her mind operates in a way that she's remembering where the fuck her weapon is. Every second of that. And you actually see it again later in the predator fight scene. Because what happens? She knows where her axe, like she knows where her tomahawk is. And she knows she needs a little bit to get to it. You know, but she'll do a bunch of crazy shit and then go right for it because she knows where it is. She's got that spatial reasoning to herself. Once again, storytelling through an action set piece. That only good fucking action movies can do. And this is one of them because of that stuff. I mean... I essentially loved that the fact the end of this movie is essentially one gigantically crazy homicidal uh, home alone fight. <laughs> yep. But it's done in just such a great way. I love that. It's just, she goes right back to the fucking quicksand that got her. Now I do have one issue. Quicksand is nowhere near what it is in movies. Like that whole bog situation. You actually can't get sucked into those things like that. Mm. It's, it's kind of a myth given to us by TV and all this other stuff. Most people, they'll stop at your waist because of the way the buoyancy works in those things. You know, if you struggle more, it's not that you sink more. If you struggle more, it actually just makes it harder to get out. It's not that you'll sink more. Just it suctions more to you. Um, Yeah, but I mean, but the way they did it and this was so cool because I like how they did that whole thing. And that predator, that predator sinks. And it starts to get out of it. And my favorite thing about that scene wasn't that it came out of it because we all knew that was going to happen. What I loved about that scene is she knew it too. Yeah. I loved that. Yeah. She knew it would, she knew that he would be able to get out of that, but she was, she had anticipated that. And still just the fact that she fell into that earlier and was, and had to get out of that earlier and then thought, I can use that later. I mean, that, that's why I don't understand why these people are like, she's a Mary Sue for, for just being smart. W- w- was she supposed to just develop this intelligence? Justin, I, I don't understand. Are you like, saying that they, women are allowed to be smart? Why can't we, I know why can't women be smart? And how come there's not a term for a man when they learn fast or just can do raw shit? How come there's not a Billy, a Billy May or uh, a a a a Roger Clemens. A Michael Smith. I don't know. A Michael Smith. <laughs> yeah. A Roger uh, Clemens. 
<laughs> a baseball player. I don't think you can use somebody's <laughs> real name like that, Justin, like an actual famous athlete. Um, but no, Michael Smith. It's just going to be a Michael yeah, Smith. There you go. Like, there you go. But no, exactly, Justin. Cause like I said, like there's nothing in this movie that we haven't seen male characters do a hundreds and hundreds of times and just accept it. Well, that's, and that's the thing. Like, that's the thing I, I loved most. I think about this is, Everything she was doing is legitimately just what a normal smart person of any gender would do. And the fact that we're just like, even now we're just like, oh man, that's amazing that a female lead was so smart and so great and survived on her own. Like, it's kind of sad that we're still kind of in that mindset with it. But at the same time, I'm glad that it's getting there because, you know, put put the roles reverse and say that was her brother in the situation. Right. And he was the one doing all the things people would just be like, cool, man, he's smart, you know, but that would be the end of it. You know, but the fact that, you know, it's a female lead and she's younger and all these things like it's, it shouldn't be surprising and it shouldn't be a pleasant surprise to see this type of smarts from her, from a lead of a movie who survives, like it shouldn't be like that but it is, you know, so that's, that's kind of the, the, the weird thing about it, but it's awesome. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, why, why does it have to be pointed out that like, man, this girl, this, this female was so smart with everything she did. Like she was, but I think people are more shocked at the fact that it was this female doing it, you know? I think there's also some racism in that too. Like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's also some racism, you know, just think of all the different words we used to call indigenous peoples. Mm -hmm. So how could somebody like that and a woman on top of it think of things? Yep. You know, I mean, it's just, oh, and it's just the thing. One of the things that bothers me about it too, outside of all that is like, these people get these weird ideas in their head with that shit. And when it boils down to it, all it's doing is it's a perpetuating terrible ideas, but also just stopping you from enjoying a good fucking movie. Like it's, it's a good movie. Just watch a good movie. Like in any way, shape or form, like this is, I mean, just, I understand there are movies out there that have an agenda and all these other things. There's nothing against that too. I mean, I, I like a lot of them, but like this one doesn't even have an agenda. It's just a good movie telling a fucking story. That's good. It's, it's that simple. And it's just like, and you just wish that could be enough for people. And like, and what's stupid about it is that I could understand if maybe the storytelling didn't justify the intelligence of the character or the ability of the character, but the storytelling does justify it. We talked about them. I'm not going to go through them again, but how many five, we, we named six or seven examples of where they showed her ability to think to adapt, to analyze the situation and things like that and how that was her strength. 
So when she beat the predator, that's what she used her brain. She didn't overpower the predator. She didn't do an arm drag, take down and out muscle him or choke him out. She didn't do any of those things. She, she used the thing that the story established with her from the beginning. So I don't, why I don't understand, like you said, unless there's some racism or unless the person didn't see the movie and is just making assumptions or whatever, but the movie justified her talents and abilities. It just that is what any good movie is supposed to do with the protagonist. We're supposed to understand something of what about them makes them special or at least makes them special to this story. And this does that. It did it. Like I could understand if out of nowhere she was suddenly a genius and she invented her own predator suit and then killed them or something crazy like that. You know, then maybe I could see this argument coming to the table, but the movie doesn't do any of that though. None of that. And I mean, just think, I mean, people, people out there saying that, you know, that there are just some people who are, are, are just observant people. They're good at analyzing things. They're good at seeing things that you don't see. We've all known somebody like that, probably have somebody in the family that's like that. They just see things differently than you do. And you're like, oh man, I didn't even see that situation that way. Or man, he he or she is the only person that would have thought of a solution like that. These people exist. Like, this is not new. This is not well, a new thing. How many other movies, though, do we just accept that in? Typically yeah. with a male lead. We'd with accept no that, storytelling. We'd, None. We'd accept that in a Sherlock movie in a heartbeat. They have never once established how Sherlock got that smart. They <laughs> just accept true. it. Every time Sherlock's on the screen, they're just like, yep, he's going to do some smart shit. Yep. Same with James Bond. So true. But now we understand, like, there's the understood principle that yeah, James Bond did training. Of course. We never saw the training, though. We just accept it. We just go, yeah, he's done it. He'll do it again. Earlier this year, the Batman. We just accepted the fact from the beginning that he's supposed to be a good detective. Why? Because the cops called him to a crime scene to detect shit. Why can we we accept it in that movie, but not in this? It's the same. It's literally the same character in a lot of ways. She was an indigenous people's Sherlock Holmes. That's all she was. True. Very true. Why is it more acceptable when it's Benedict Cumberbatch or Robert Downey Jr.? (laughs) I was considered, I was kind of linking it a little bit to like born supremacy or born identity style where it's like, you know, just, Yeah. That's what I was. We accept it all the time just because movies will be like, oh, they're a special agent. Okay. Yeah, she had special agent FBI level skill of thinking. And yeah, so. Yeah, and and I hate to break it to everybody. Those people didn't just start being born in the 1900s. Right. Exactly. There were smart people before us. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, we used to celebrate them all the time, you know, like Greek philosophers and the the Renaissance men and all these types of things, you know, 
Well, all of a sudden, it's an indigenous female, and everybody's like, oh, how can she have intelligence? Oh, fuck, like, man. It's disgusting. What are you talking about? Like, do you understand how smart those people had to be to live at that time? Like they did and live and move and hunt and gather and survive like they did for as long as they did. Like, do you understand what that takes? Like that takes way more than just physical fortitude. That's a lot of mental fortitude too. Like, well, on top of that too, it's not like she was doing non-Euclidean geometry. (laughs) Yeah. You know, she was exactly. doing she was doing shit her people had been doing for how long? But just applying it in a different way? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, like people in, 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 in South America and Central America had been building pyramids before this. And it's the same ancestral tree with a lot of that stuff. These people can True. build fucking accurate ass calendars and can, you know, build pyramids, but they can't, you know, think of things. I mean, I mean, and I'll at least say that like my reservations going into this had nothing to do with potential intelligence. It was just actual. Could anybody actually outsmart a predator or, you know, be physically strong enough to kill a predator and all these things. And like I said, this movie when Hey Sterling, you're a dumb shit and we're going to show you why. And I'm like, thank you movie. I appreciate you for showing me why the fuck I was wrong. Like, Oh man, it doesn't happen a lot in movies for you, but it, Oh, it's such a good feeling. I'm not going to lie. I, I loved being so wrong about this movie. Oh, I fucking <laughs> loved it. Like it's, and to me, that's like the greatness of a good movie. When you just have some preconceived notions about it, and you watch it and you go, man, was I fucking dumb for thinking those things? Oh, it's such a good feeling. Like learning and experiencing these things. Oh, it's such a good feeling. Why do, why do people deny themselves this feeling? I mean, those are some of my favorite movie going experiences. Even when it's something not even as good as this, but you're just kind of mildly wrong about it. Like a, like a little hidden gem out there, guys. And I know we've talked about it before. We had to have. It's a movie called Midnight Meat Train. Oh, yeah. And it's just like a little gem. I'm not saying it's like great. But it's infinitely better than the name would suggest. Yeah. It was a pleasant surprise versus yeah. what we thought we were going to get. And so you get like, that's a pleasant surprise. And then you get a movie like this. This is an actual great movie on top of all that. Oh, it's even better. Because like, I I, I just like I said, I thought I was like, how are they really going to justify beating a predator with like a spear or a bow and arrow or a tomahawk? How are you really going to do that? That makes no fucking sense. Yep. They showed me exactly how the fuck you do it. Oh, and it's great. There's another little thing. I brought it up earlier. This movie does tie into the other Predator movies, too. Because that gun she has is the same gun that uh, Danny Glover gets at the end of Predator 2. It's the same Ah. pistol. Now, 
if you were like me when this movie originally ended and you're kind of confused, you're like, hey, wait a second. How do they have it? How does the Predator get it to then give to Danny Glover later? There's actually a scene in this movie that tells you how. If you watch the end credits of this movie, and I'm not saying there's a scene, just watch the actual end credits. The end credits of this movie takes you through the plot of the movie with like essentially like cave drawings, like paintings, like hide paintings. If you watch all of them and you get to the very last one, you see the scene where everybody's celebrating her becoming a hunter. If you're watching the cave drawing part of it, you see a predator ship come to the tribe right after that. So essentially it's implied. I don't think the predators just came and murdered them. That's not how predators operated. But the predators actually probably came to give her something as like a, as a tribute to her prowess. I think the argument would be that they gave them the gun. Yep. That she gave them the gun and they like gave her one of their spears or something. You know what I mean? I think that that's what happened in that scene that we don't see. But like I said, the in credit shows predator ship coming to the tribe. That was such a cool thing. Cause I was wondering how the fuck are the predators going to get the gun to give to, to Danny Glover. And they show it in the end credits without it being a scene. Oh, that's so sneaky. Good. Sneaky fucking good. And I also, the thing is about this movie too, that I think is really fantastic is this movie weirdly gives us a pretty watchable fucking predator trilogy. Watch prey predator predator Two. bam done. Call it a day. Like, all yep. right. All right. It took us erase everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like even Halloween bother. Did. <laughs> it took us seven movies to get three that work. <laughs> Enough to be a trilogy. Yep. But in, in canonically <laughs> speaking, they're kind of, they, they, they go in order. Just watch prey predator predator. They two. Do. Bam. Done. They do. You think predator they movies end do. in the early nineties, but Hey, might as well. No predator has been to Earth since 1992. Let's just accept that. Call it a day. Um, what else? What else do you guys got? Um, something I wanted to kind of say about it was I really enjoyed the fact that um, in talking about like the girl's smarts and like how inventive she was, but also just how observant she was. It was kind of like basically all the technology that the predator had meant nothing because this technology is kind of why he died, (laughs) why she kind of won. And I think that was kind of a cool little moment. Um, And also another scene that I think was really cool and kind of overrated is there's a scene and I'm not fully remembering um the context of it but there's a scene where like the guys are like they're facing forward and they have their guns facing forward like ready to attack whatever and the predator is just like kind of behind them in the background like destroying all the other people behind him um, it's when they're watching them 
they're watching the bait, yeah. quote unquote. And they've got the little the little uh telescope and they're and they're watching yes. and then you just see that guy fall off the horse. That's what and then it you is. Just see yeah. the horses run away and they just yep. turn around and he's there. And I think that was a very smart and genius kind of scene to do. Like it's kind of eerie and creepy. And I thought it was really cool how they did that scene. So I thought that was kind of an underrated scene. Um, and with that scene, it, it's incredibly well shot. Because they're the ones in focus. Oh, yeah. It's and just the horse you gotta and the be predator, that's all that. out of focus. So you kind of just lightly see it. Oh, that's a beautifully shot scene. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. Um, I thought that was really smart. Like, yeah, they just do really... They make some very smart choices in how they tell every aspect of the story in this movie, which is really appreciated for, again, a movie like this. Like, it's kind of that movie that makes you realize, like, oh, these, like, sci-fi monster whatever movies can actually be, like, great films. (laughs) Like, I don't know. It just kind of gives you kind of hope in that again of, like, these can also be smart films, not just mindless monster destroying everything movies. Like they can actually be smart films. And I think that's kind of cool. But I mean, I also think in regards to the predator um, again, kind of like I mentioned it a little bit earlier where they kind of slowly reveal more of him throughout the movie. They don't give you everything right away. And it's kind of like in that moment when you, when he's um, there was like the group of, of people that were trying to bring her back to their camp or wherever they were it was in that moment that's when you actually fully see him and his full glory at one point but I also think that it was cool that even though the predator could like completely destroy them and kind of I mean obviously his advantage is he's kind of go incognito but he kind of matched their weaponry like he kind of matched what they were doing like when they were doing the the arrows and all of that like he was just kind of playing on their their level in a sense when he completely could have destroyed them and I think that that was kind of cool because you also slowly get the reveal of what else is he capable of what other weapons does he have you know what I mean and um but the fact that he's just completely like he he's playing a game with them in a sense where he's just like, okay, I'm going to match you on your weaponry level, even though I could completely destroy you. You know what I mean? Like, I just think that was a really cool, like attention to detail type of thing that they did in this movie. And I appreciated that. Like he's matching their level of weaponry and he's still defeating them, even though he could do futuristic stuff and destroy them more quickly. But he's just like, okay, if this is the game you want to play, I'll play along with you just to kind of torment them in a way is what it felt felt like, you know? And I know that was kind of cool, but, um, well with that, it, 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 I, I love that you brought that up because like, you're not like heavily steeped in predator lore and that, that plays into yeah. the characteristics of like what predators are supposed to be. Cause it's the whole, you don't kill anything. That's not a threat because that's unhonorable. Mm. You know, mm, and you're not right. proving yourself if you kill non-threats, you know, because that's the whole point of them going there. This predator is coming here to kill shit to prove itself. Like the more shit you kill, the more threats you kill, 
That's why they collect the skulls. You know, it's to prove yourself. So killing something that's not threatening and is considered a lesser thing that had no shot of killing you whatsoever is dishonorable. And so in doing so, yeah, he could have came with laser cannons and just murked everybody and called it a day. And I I like how he did use some of his futuristic weapons, but that's whenever it's like, you know, 10 of them against him. Okay. That's an out number. You can use some, you know, upgrade your stuff a little bit. But yeah, that's why he kind of keeps it in, in, in the same type of thing. Like he didn't pull out the spear against the wolf. That would have been unfair. Didn't pull out the spear against the bear. That would have been unfair. You know, these people have guns. Okay. I'll pull out a spear. They've got spears. Okay. I'll pull out a spear, you know, little things like that. And that's one of those things that like me and Justin see that. And we're like, Holy fuck. Yeah. That's great. That's great characterizations of the predator itself because that's in line with predator lore and things you've seen in the past and things we've read in comics and video games and all these things. It keeps in line with that. And I love the fact that you saw it not knowing that stuff, but still appreciating it in the same way. Yeah. You know, like in the regard of like, Oh, that's really cool that, you know, he kind of matched what the opponents had with what he would use. Yeah, because, like, I'm thinking, like, dude, you can destroy them so fast. <laughs> that was my thought. And he's just, like, kind of playing their game, in a sense. And, like, that also kind of made it more creepy and more daunting to to see. Because you're just like, hmm. Like, he, he's, a, he's got so much more he can be doing. And he's just kind of, in a way, messing with them, I guess you could say. I don't know. I just kind of felt well, like that was a cool detail. It's to keep it a challenge. You know, it's to keep it yeah. something, you know, and I because I, that's how predators work. They're like, yeah. you know, we want the yeah, the challenge of it. And and I think the thing is, is I don't want to necessarily speak for Justin or other people that are friends of the the or fans of the the idea of the predator, the characterization of predators throughout movies and all, all this other media. But personally, that's one thing I've always loved about the predator was that you have this steep lore with them and all these little things and these rules and all this other stuff. And I like one thing that this movie establishes that I didn't think about because whatever it pulled out the three dots. I was like, Oh man, you're just going to laser cannon this poor man. But like you said, Heather, this predator knew they didn't have laser or like they didn't have anything that could compete with the laser cannon whatsoever. So what was it instead? Shot those darts. Yeah. Were they homing darts? Yeah. But that's infinitely more fair than a laser cannon. Yeah. You know, yeah. they were they were able to dodge the darts even if they're homing darts. I don't think you could dodge a laser cannon that's as big as you at that point. You know what I mean? Like, and moving at the speed of light, because theoretically that's what a laser cannon would move at. Like, or not the speed of light, but you know what I mean? It would move insanely faster than darts would. So, like... I like the fact that this even establishes even slightly deeper lore with the predators themselves. That they're coming kind of just yeah. matching themselves with the technology available. And that's super cool that, you know, yep. we've never really seen that because they've kind of had laser cannons since we saw them in the eighties. So this adds just a little bit more layer to the lore, which is super cool for people like me and Justin, but then you see it, without the explanation of all that 
for what it is and appreciate it in the same way that people that love the Lord do too. Yep. Another reason why this movie is fucking fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, it makes you like talking through it really does make you appreciate those little details about it even more. I mean, and honestly, just the, the characters like, um, you know, our, our main character and her brother, like just the, not kind of like what you said, Sterling, where their, their family dynamic is so great. Like how they are portraying the brother and sister dynamic, but it's also just like, I loved watching how it was kind of like, not that they weren't completely fearless, you know what I mean? But they were very like, they did not let fear cripple them from doing the thing that they needed to do to survive. And I loved that you see that. And that was something that you could tell is just ingrained in them. You know, they're just like, we're going to do what we need to do to survive. Like I loved the scene when, um, you know, like basically the, the brother comes back with the horse. Right. And he's just kind of like going circles around the predator. And he's just kind of like, whatever, dude, I'm here and I'm going to do what I got to do. And I loved, I loved that scene too. When he just like leaps off that horse, that was like amazing. I loved that scene. Um, I, I think that the fight between the brother and the predator was probably one of my favorite fight scenes. I thought that was a really well done scene. You know what I mean? Like it was so cool. Um, and I'm so bummed out that he didn't survive. I kind of saw it coming, but I'm really bummed out he didn't make it. Um, especially after that scene, I was like, man, this guy is just as badass as his sister. Obviously, you know, like he's just he was so great in that moment. And also just like sort of you can tell in just sort of how he's talking to his sister too, like where he even when they're tied to that tree and he's saying stuff like you see things I can't see. Like even as they're tied there and they're talking through these things and she's doing the fake out of like not going to cut off her arm, but you think she is like, he's still learning from her, even in this very crazy, dangerous, stressful moment, he's learning from her. And I feel like that's kind of helping feed his fearlessness in a way, you know what I mean? Cause he's like, well, this is what my sister would do. You know, I feel like that's kind of the vibe I got from him after that conversation they had. Um, but it was just really cool. And it's, I just love how he was such a like he he really was such a great and important character towards the end there. Yeah, I just I loved his and, and yeah, their fighting styles were so similar. And you could just I love that they tied that into like, well, their family, like they learned probably the same style of fighting. And it was just really cool to see that. Um, and I also really liked that whole aspect of that. Um, like the medicine or whatever it was that she was giving that was cooling the blood. Right. And she gave it to the guy. And so he, he, he couldn't, the predator couldn't see him. I think that that was a really cool um, thing to add in. And I actually, I like that better than the whole cover yourself in mud aspect, which was fine. But I feel like the whole like medicine cooling the blood makes a little bit more sense as to why the predator wouldn't have seen him than the whole cover yourself in mud thing did. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was, you know, they, they just really, I mean, not to say that that's like completely accurate, but I feel like that's a more logical explanation, I think, for why the predator couldn't see some of these people and, you know, having that come into play later on for her, I just thought that was really well done. Like just kind of how they loop in things that they, the little 
hints of things that they give you throughout the film all come into play in a major way later on. Like they don't waste any of those moments. They don't waste any of those little hints of things they give you. They, they make sense as a whole when you see the entirety of the movie and especially towards the end and how they loop it in is so genius because you don't feel like they're trying to just shoehorn in something or just do it for the sake of doing it. Like everything they do makes complete sense as to why they're bringing it up in the film and the moments they're bringing them up. And I just think that that storytelling aspect of that was so great um, and makes the whole how how they were able to survive so much more realistic. So um, it just really is a, a masterclass of the subtleties being such a huge factor of why this movie works so well. Um, it's not just the performances. It's not just the action, which were all great. It's the attention to detail of the little parts of the story. And that is so like something that's not done these days a lot anymore with movies like this specifically, you know, the sci-fi action horror type, whatever movie you're not getting those attention to details in these movies today. And I love that this movie did that for you because it's needed you know this is this movie proves why people should like movies like this because it's telling a full story and in a smart way and it's making things add up like kind of like thrillers and suspense movies do for me I love where they they give you little hints of things that you piece together throughout and that's what this movie did and um I I can't say there's a lot of movies in this particular genre of film that do that so I appreciated a lot of that for that aspect of it. Um, yeah. And I also just think it was really cool at the end with her bringing the head back <laughs> to her village. And like, it was also funny when the brother was like, so this is the one, this is the the thing that you wanted to do. Like, this is the thing you wanted to kill to prove yourself. Like, it was just kind of like, you really went big there, didn't you? <laughs> like, um, but then the fact that she was able to come back to this village and bring this head back and prove herself. And she looked so awesome, just covered in like the green blood, you know, like on her face. And she's just kind of like, I did what I did, you know? And I loved that scene when she comes back and she's like, just completely like, yeah, I definitely proved myself. And I thought that was really, really a well done scene. Um, so, yeah, it's it's like it's a lot of unspoken things they do. Like when she got back, they didn't have to talk about the fact that her brother died. I think it was like this understood thing between the family where it's like, I see you coming back by yourself. I know what that means. Like it's this. there's a lot of understood undertones in this that are done so well to where you're not like, oh, I needed more backstory on this. I needed more exposition on this. Like you don't need that in this because the subtle things that they do already tell you that. So yeah, I thought that was really well done, but yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to add. Justin, what about you? Um, well, we've talked about so much and I dipped in and out in so much of the conversation. So I don't have too much to add. I mean, the only thing I really wanted to say was just um, how much I appreciated them waiting to really give you the predator in the movie. I think that it was just such a smart choice that 
the movie wasn't so anxious to give you Predator and give you blood and gore and get and, and get him going and everything like that. Um, I like that it decided to focus on the characters and focus on our protagonist and tell that story and give us her perspective and what she was going through and what she was trying to do and what her mission statement was. I think that that was so important because then we could invest in that person throughout the rest of the journey. And I just love how it did that. Like I said, it was like, it was the appetizer before the full course meal. They gave you little bits of the predator. And like you said earlier, Heather, they didn't quite show him that they showed you things he was doing, but they didn't show you what he looked like. So when you finally got to see what his face and his body looked like, it felt like a reward for, or maybe not a reward, but at least it felt like a payoff in and of itself, just seeing so earned yeah. how he looked, you know, because they didn't just waste that and give you that at the beginning or just give it, you know, it wasn't it. it the, so I think his appearance meant something. And then when you finally saw him, the character design was a lot different from other predators. He seemed a little thinner. He was a little more ripped. He was a little more like um, he was lankier than what I remember from the predator. I mean, still obviously muscular. And of course he's bigger than the humans, but he just had a different look to him. And dare I say he looked less handsome than some of the other uh, predators I've seen. I mean, I'm not saying that. That's accurate. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying the one from one is is a is a 10 and the one from part two is probably an eight or a nine. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd have to uh, talk to some other predators to see <laughs> what would be considered a handsome Their one. ranking. But, yeah. but, I, but I don't, but he didn't strike me as one of those. Uh, he was super ugly and terrifying. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a lot uglier than what Arnold faced. So. That like stretchy mouth, man, that was creepy. Yeah. And just his head and the way that they did it. I mean, he just, yeah, he looked, um, he looked like serious trouble. So, but his appearance was a payoff, not only just because he looked a little different, but because they didn't spoil that at the beginning. You know, you just saw bits and pieces of him. He was killing a snake or he had to run in with the wolf or and a lot of times he was camouflaged. So when you finally did see him, it felt like a big deal. And then whenever he started really going on his killing spree, it, it felt it just felt like it would even that had some development and some storytelling to it. So that to me is just another thing that just encapsulates how good this was. It just those basic film techniques that you hear about all the time. Sometimes you don't need to reinvent the wheel. You just need to do the old techniques well. And, and and that's ultimately why this succeeds. That that's ultimately why this works. Less is more. A lot of the times. Oh, very true. Like you guys said. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention the scene where they're running through the field and you just see the the predator like 
just mutilate that other guy in the field <laughs> as the other girls running away. Like And how fast cool he was scene. going. That was uh, the Lost World. They kind of pulled the Lost World with that. But yeah, it was tight. Because, man, he was fast. <laughs> like, it really I liked how they showed the him running with a little bit of blood on him. When he's running through yeah. the field. Like, oh, it's so good. Man, why'd you bring up the Lost World, Justin? Then it just makes me think of Dominion and all the <laughs> lost possibilities Sorry. in that movie. We get this and it's fantastic. We finally get another fucking good Predator movie out of nowhere. And they couldn't end the Jurassic Park franchise fucking good for fucking once. Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. It hurts me so bad. I know Bumbling I keep going back to that movie. Dinosaur doctors. But I mean, it's just one of those things that like... I mean, this movie should have been a fuck up. It's a predator movie. I mean, <laughs> we were batting two for six. I mean, it's actually one and a half for six. <laughs> yep. This movie had no business being as good as it was. And they couldn't make a Jurassic Park movie that didn't just utterly ruin everything. I mean, they'd already, like, we always thought, like, the one before it was bad, but, like, it's just this one. Then this one happens. You couldn't be better better than the Predator franchise Jurassic Park? <laughs> Jeez. And you had everybody. You had everybody that mattered in that movie. That would be right. like, okay, we have Arnold, we got Carl Weathers, we got... Freaking, or maybe not way he died, but maybe you got Arnold, you got Danny, Danny Glover, you got what, Sanaa, Lathan. Yeah. Like, you could have brought back all the survivors and the movie still shit. Adrian Brody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Homeboy from Sons of Anarchy, I think. I don't really remember that the Predator movie <laughs> is sucked bad. <laughs> I mean, one thing I'll say, Heather, that you brought up earlier. We were talking about the brother dying. I mean, it just shows you're not really with the Predator movies that much because he had to die because that's just what happens. I mean, you got to have the sole survivor. I know in the second one, technically, there's the the person they find that lives too, but it's just kind of what happens. The end is just one person survives. It's a solo battle. That's what Predator movies are about. It's a solo battle in the end. Yeah. So. That's fair. Yeah. He was just cool, man. He was just a really cool character. He was. Dakota Beavers was the actor. He's fucking great. Yeah. He was really holding his own against the Predator. He was holding his own for a long time against him. Yeah. yeah he went out like a G. And, and one did. one thing I loved it too was just showing that like he was like the best of their tribe and he couldn't beat the predator just doing it the same way that everybody else does. You can't go toe to toe blow to blow with a predator. Yeah. But I liked that he, because he was fucking good. He got some hits in though. Yeah, the that. predator had to regroup. He had to regroup, go into camouflage and rethink his strategy. I'll give him that. I'll give the brother that. He was overwhelming the Predator. The Predator kind of had to regroup. So, yeah, he I did. give him that. 
Yeah. I, and that was super cool. Like I liked it. I loved that one, that one part though, when he's going around in circles and he's shooting those darts Yep. and he's just at one point that dart almost hits when he just leans back. Oh, that's super good. Super good. Yeah. Yep. That was awesome. Also, Jess, I mean, and that was, I do love subtly that your camera went out of focus when we were talking about how cool it was that it was out of focus when, the predator was killing those people in the background. <laughs> Your camera went out of focus. I know, that was yeah. While we're talking about cameras being in focus. Oh, that's so great. <laughs> yep. Um, Couldn't have timed it better. A little bit of trivia for you guys. A little bit of trivia. Uh, that dog was not meant to be in the movie as much as it was. Oh, really? Because that dog had also never been in movies before. So huh. it's experience. Like, they don't typically like putting something that, like, not camera ready or untrained, if you will, into movies like that. But apparently the dog just kept doing so good. They just kept adding scenes to put it in. That's cool. I was worried about that dog for oh, the whole movie. Nah, <laughs> he wasn't going to die. That's awesome. But yeah, that's why they kept They kept putting him in more and more scenes just because he was doing so good. And it was just had a great dynamic with the movie. And it did. That dog uh-huh. was a legit great part of this movie. He helped a lot. Yeah, he was. (laughs) I'm just talking about like the way that they used the dog to add to scenes was fantastic. Yeah. Loved it. I loved when, when the girl was like, Oh, there you are. Like (laughs) when she like really needed him to like help her out of the thing. Yeah. But then I loved that scene when she woke up after dealing with all the shit she had done and the predator knew she was a threat and knew in like, uh, she knew that the predator was essentially after her. when she woke up, the dog was kind of standing there just out of nowhere, standing watch. Oh, I thought that was so cool. Like just a nice yeah. little thing that like just adds a little bit more depth to a scene. That dog, that dog was great. Yeah, that's why this movie's fucking great. I loved, I loved in that last little battle too, when he just kind of like goes up behind him and just like makes him miss hitting her. Like I was like, yes. That's amazing. Yeah. And then brings her her tomahawk. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys got anything else? We done with this one? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. Let's use some movie terminology. Let's put this one in the can. Call it an episode. On that note, yes. thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Cinema Slayers Podcast. Check us out on the internet at www.cinemaslayers.com. Cinema Slayers Podcast on Facebook. At Cinema underscore Slayers on Twitter and Instagram. Cinema Slayers Pod on TikTok. Uh, Cinema Slayers on YouTube. Uh, shout out to Plug Migo and Mundo Ochoa for our theme song and logos, respectively. Uh, give us a five-star rating and review. We'd really appreciate it. Really help us out. Also on the YouTube, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Hit that uh, little bell button. Get those notifications if you're so required. Or just, you know, tune in on Thursdays. They're there on Thursdays. Uh, uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your friends, family, tell your family, friends, and most of all, tell those dear sweet mothers because dear sweet mothers love. Um, badass female leads. That'll work. Okay. I was ready to tell you were wrong because I was going to say, uh, it's what's her name? Shit. I forgot her name. As soon as I started saying that, um, what's the main character's name or the, the, the actress, what's her name? Amber, Amber Mid Thunder. Uh, Mid Thunder. Yes. Yeah. I can't want to say Amanda, but I knew it was wrong. 
uh, Amber Mid Thunder. That's what I was going to say you should have said, but uh, he got it right. So that works too. Yeah. Okay. Um, but most of all, most importantly, the most important thing we have ever said on this podcast, YouTube video, or TikTok, just remember, according to Justin, Moon Knight is the best picture winner. maybe see this maybe winning getting some awards especially for like the visually I, I could see it maybe for something for cinematography or maybe even visual effects I think it'll be in the running I think it'll wind up I think it'll wind up on some list yeah they'll probably give it to a fucking Marvel movie or some shit though yeah probably but Oh no! This won't uh, this won't be eligible. Oh, because it's a Hulu release. Because it uh, didn't go to theaters. Even more reason to put it in theaters, oh, Hulu. Man. Yeah, they got to do it once, man. They got to put it in there. It was just once. Yep. Yeah. That one night only. Pray yep. in theaters. God, I'd love that so much. I've never wanted to watch a, the- a movie in theaters more than this. Like, oh God, man, it's it would have been yeah, so it great. Been a good one. It's just a missed opportunity. I'm going to start start writing letters to my congressperson to see if they can enact a law to make Disney put this <laughs> in theaters. All right, I'm out.